Coming up on Mount Hermeneutics, spooky season has come to a close with Halloween. Was it okay for Christians to participate in that pagan ritual? If not, then what does that say about our other cherished holidays like Easter or, dare I say, Christmas? Well, we're going to talk about it, so keep it right here. Listening to Mount Hermeneutics, where three Marines give their perspective on God, faith, and spirituality with a heavy lean on the Divine Council worldview. This is not your grandma's Sunday school, nor is it always for the Christian faint of heart. Nothing about who we are or what we say make us experts, but you better believe we'll have a take, and perhaps it won't suck. I've never talked for 20 minutes straight. Oh, uh, he's got receipts, dog. Stop being wrong. <laughs> okay. Way, way ahead of you, man. I beat you there. I'm here for diversity purposes, maybe. <laughs> Dre's our diversity hire. We had to check non, that box. Non-Trinitarian, not because I'm a Negro. So, <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, what's happening? Hey, Dre. Yo. What's going on, boys? Hey, man. Yeah, so... This this ought to be a, a little bit more lighthearted of a show than uh, than the last couple of weeks. So hmm. uh, hopefully we, we get some more some more smiles. But we'll get into that. But uh, first, I want to ask if you could uh, kindly and ever so gently just kind of tap on that on that subscribe button and uh, share the show with your friends. And uh, we, we, you can get at me uh, at Super Dre at Insta, uh, Instagram. And uh, Brian, what's up, man? Hey, Dre. Thank you very much, Andre. Yeah. I'm happy to be here. I can't wait to be an active participant and learn from all of the experience and intelligence that you and Matt bring to the table in this conversation. You got it. Which that should be a regular feature. <laughs> Not bad. Yeah. So what'd you guys do this weekend? I went I, uh... to a Halloween party, a Halloween Ooh. birthday party, actually. Uh, so my friends, uh, Andrew and Jessica, uh, it's his birthday was like Wednesday or Thursday of last week. So she thought it'd be cool to do like, like a two in one. He's, he's, uh, not mobile. He's uh, struggling. He's on the like late stages of stage four cancer. And so he's nonverbal and can't, can't walk and do things. So he's kind of house ridden and, you know, stuck in a wheelchair kind of deal. So she figured I'll have a, you know, Halloween party. You, everybody can dress up and come and, you know, hang out and have some, some snacks and talk to Andrew and hang out. So we went over and did that and I uh, watched OU lose terribly to uh, Kansas. That was my, that was my weekend, but the Titans right. won earlier. So, you know, we're, we're, we're good with that. Will Levis. I uh went, went to uh close friend of the family's birthday party he's 12 eight and so nikki ray yeah you've, yep. you've met her yep. her her son turned 12 uh we went to the sky zone some trampoline jumping and whatnot then we went back to her place for some some uh some cake and ice cream and whatnot and that's where i watched the uh tyson fury francis and gano fight was like like nine in the morning for you no no it, it, well, it was early by the time by the time the, it, it started at 11 the first card so by the time they yeah. fought it was, it was late in the afternoon okay what you think uh, of the fight? Was it good? I, I, it was, it was really good. I think Ngannou was super surprising. Um, I think 
you know, styles make fights, right? I, th I think this guy was super strong and and crazy awkward, and he fought left-handed a bunch and just kept the awkward dude off. So, I mean, he even got a he scored a knockdown in the third round, right? Yeah, with a, a hit to the top of the head. So, in fact, the the scorecards may be a little controversial. Like I heard they were, yeah. In Ghana, one split decision. I, I I think Fury won, you know, by points, rounds, whatnot, in a, in a must score system, but. Uh, I, I think I have a hard time believing that a UFC fighter would be able to win on points. Like that just doesn't compute sure. because they're not, yeah. they don't think about points and, you know, boxers understand right. point systems. So their, their camp is based around the point system to a certain degree. Right. Sure. Um, so that's, that's kind of my take. I didn't get to see it. I only saw clips. Um, I did hear that, uh, Tyson said that he only trained for like a couple of months and didn't take the fight serious and all that kind of stuff. And he didn't look in great shape from what I hear. Um, no, he, he didn't, he didn't look like himself and yeah. it was, it was kind of disappointing on the, on that, on that side, but he's got a fight coming up with Usyk, uh, you know, December, the guy, I mean, the guy that just come off a, a, a win over Anthony Joshua. So, yeah, but we're I not here talking about see... boxing. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> We're here to talk about pagan holidays and Christianity. So uh, when this when this show drops, Halloween would have been last night. Right. So uh, we are we are officially at the close of of, uh, of spooky season, and uh, I mean Halloween. That's a that's a controversial one. Every every October, the the question pops up: Should Christians participate mm -hmm. in in Halloween? Brian, what what is Halloween? Why is it pagan? Um, you know, I uh why is it pagan? It's yeah. uh well, Halloween is Is it pagan? It, it's it's well, see, I don't know what that means when people say that. Um that's that's the what is pagan? Yeah, that that's my let's, issue. Let's people, keep backing it up, right? <laughs> um it, it often means just anything pagan at one time did. Um, which like, so does the devil forever own like pine trees and, and breathing exercises now because, because well, we pagans once did it. I didn't say devil. I said pagan. Right. But that's part of the question is what is, what does pagan mean? What's paganism, right? What's the, what's the, what's the dictionary definition? And then what's the, the functional definition? Uh, Cause I think that's part of it because go ahead, Brian. Oh yeah. Um, well, yeah, the pagan just means not the literal meaning is a uh, country dweller because Christianity mm -hmm. was mostly spread in cities. So people who lived out in the country uh, typically weren't, they were typically still adherents to their, their ancient religion and hadn't converted to Christianity. So pagan just came to mean non-Christian based on that connotation. Right. But um the uh when you know when people bring that criticism you know christian shouldn't do that it's pagan um i it, it's never really clear what they mean it, it, or if or if they know what they mean um it's it, you know if they could explain like why in principle a thing is wrong and and contrary to the teachings of the Bible, I could get it, but just by just saying it's it's pagan by association and therefore forbidden, it just seems kind of silly. And well, I I mean I'll say I you know growing up growing up Jehovah's Witness, which we talked about in in, in our early episodes, um, 
you know, it, it meant it, uh, it was by people who, who did wrong worship, people that worshiped other gods and people that used, um, sacrifices and, uh, worship trees and did things of that nature. So if we're, if we're going to talk about, you know, Druids and their sacrifice and all hollows Eve, and, you know, the opening up a portal to get to the other side and be able to, for spirits to walk through and you walk through the other, the other side, then that's something that Christians shouldn't be participating in. And, and that's why Jehovah's Witnesses did not participate in, you know, the, the, the normal holidays that, uh, that the U.S., you know, you know, culture participated in. And that's what they meant by pagan, just people that, that worship stuff and, you know, gods and Jupiter and Zeus and all those things that we should not be associated with. I, I, my, I, I don't know if it's, if it's me or if I'm, if I'm more of the pop culture guy, but like, I can't help but think our generation when they hear the word pagan and I'm a, this is going to sound stupid. The, the movie dragnet with Dan Aykroyd. Yeah. I always think of that. They, they refer to them as pagans. goodness and normalcy. Right. And they're out there with the, with the goat head and they're in the woods with the fire and they're, you know, they're doing all this, like what seems to be demonic type stuff. Right. Because typically goat heads and, you know, all of that, whether it's, you know, Moloch or whatever it actually uh, is, it just gets clumped together. Yeah. Just all, just all the cliches that you think of. They just, and, and, you know, we've talked about this, you know, that eighties era, right. Everything was the devil. Right everything was you know dungeons and dragons you know I, I you couldn't play it because some mom thought some kid was trying to summon the devil and all he was doing was badly role-playing uh you know uh whatever um well some of the some of the teen suicides were were blamed on that and blamed right right and then you had some of the serial killers that were coming out they were they were devil worshipers and all of that kind of guy kind of got right. lumped in remember rich ramirez so if anyone's from southern california that was a big one the night stalker and mm-hmm. basically he he went to random people's houses and just m- murdered people you know when the devil told him to do it and you know he's he's pretty devilly but, but it's, like because he trick-or-treated as a kid that well that, that's what that's i was gonna started. get at right so i trick-or-treated every year as a child um and as i got probably into junior high i was doing it without adult supervision and never did we attempt to or- open portals. Like that wasn't things that we did. We were trying to figure out where we could get Reese's cups. And, you know, um, I think the most misbehavior that we did on was as we got older, probably when I was 14, 15, I, I think we quit trick-or-treating when we got driver's license. I don't know about you guys, but that was pretty much, if you were still on foot, you were trick-or-treating, right? As a kid, um, we might've jacked some, candy bags from some smaller kids like you I mean, know like huh. you're one when, of those when you kids, get to that so. age it was it's more about dressing pretty sexy and going to a party and trying to pick up chicks right well after the trick-or-treating portion right it was then it turned into just a reason to go out and party um but even especially when i was at parties trying to hook up with girls i wasn't trying to open portals to alternate <laughs> realms and things right well, like the the druid uh holiday of of Samhain, um it was it was predicated on the belief that uh because of the because of the seasons changing this is the time when the 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 barrier between realms is the thinnest and so the 
the spirits of the departed can pass over can can pass through and you can you know maybe see to the other side and but for that for christians to be concerned about that kind of thing you have to you have to assume there's some truth to the to the belief system and if you don't believe the belief system is true it's what are you worried about like it's right. it's yeah. it's like eating food sacrificed to idols um paul said it's you know, if somebody offers you something, eat it without raising questions of conscience. But if they say this has been sacrificed to, to Zeus or whoever, then don't eat it. Not because Zeus is actually accepting your offering, but because you don't you don't want to be seen. You don't right. want to convey the message that Christians can worship other gods. But if we don't. Right. I mean, and by the way, I think that's I think that's a sound advice, right? Like you can't live your whole life worrying. What if? How did they make this? What if they were in a, had a, a cauldron? Oh, hey, shut up! Just eat the- I, I don't think that's what's going on here, though. I mean, it's one thing that you don't mind that something is happening, or if you're at a at a party and you're you're eating, but to participate in the same rituals as people that you know are participating in this ritual to go to the other side—that's well, well, that's way different, than- different from food. We were just talking about the food. What ritual are you talking about? He's making making a a comparison and a draw saying that it's silly to actually buy into that because it lends truth to to what they're doing. But if you participate in it, then you're also lending truth to to what it what it what it means and what but, it is but give me an example of what you mean like per, like what it what aspect of halloween play is... with an ouija well play with an ouija board or something like that well, shit kids do during during that time period that stuff becomes more prevalent during halloween for sure well that's just like you shouldn't do that period i mean so oh. do we not do things in life because i'm trying to think of an example here of something with with bad roots and then the um the cultural aspect evolved into something else later so we just like oh it's okay now now we can just do this thing um what's an example um well i mean still halloween i mean i think halloween we're still we're still in this on this one topic right so but like culturally so you know, so I, I spent a lot of time at San Antonio, Southern California. I always consider myself like Latino adjacent, right? Like I've been around sure. a bunch of Hispanic culture and whatnot. Dia de los Muertos, mm-hmm. right? Like that is a very specific type of Halloween. Um, and it's very much focused on real life dead people, right? It's not fictitious or fake, um, but it's also, I understand it to be loosely tied to All Saints Day, Um and there's kind of different, couple different schools of thought on 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 Dia de los Muertos. One is that you you do things um, to keep the dead from haunting you, but it's also a remembrance day for all of your dead friends and family, right? Sure. So it's kind of like, hey, let's talk about Grandma so and so, and you know, Tia, this, and you know, Uncle that, and you know, Abuela, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, they paint the skulls on their faces, but that's more of just like a, a ceremonial thing to say, hey, I'm I'm celebrating Dia de los Muertos. It's not, I'm doing this to be, you know, an edgy Satanist hard rock guy kind of thing, right? Um, and I don't know a lot about All Saints Day and the the linkages back to that, but it's just kind of funny that there is a Catholic holiday on the same day that has its own set of things to do and whatever. 
Well, that's um, where that's what Halloween means. It means All Hallows Eve. Um, is that so that's the all saints day trans or alliteration yeah, or whatever like, oh okay. yeah but, all, I, but like I think that November. was like the was the fourth century pope gregory like made all all saints day on the first to sort of combine slash combat the the pagan rituals of those druids well i mean right um, like no it's 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 first century 700 okay and then it, it became prevalent but you got the, the you got the right century. guy though Pope, yeah okay Pope Gregory, Gregory the third is third yeah Trey that a boy I think um, I learned that in 1991 I don't I don't know the history of it myself I just know All Saints Day is November 1st and Halloween is kind of a uh a modern way of saying All Hallows Eve but um it, yeah but the, and there's always that kind of uh that no, that notion that the Catholic Church uh, invented Christian holidays to uh, co to co-op pagan holidays, um, which uh, I, you know I think there's I think there's some truth to that. I think um, I mean we Saturnalia it just so happened to be a winter festival that had a the Romans practice where there was gift giving and merriment and. The, you know the kind of practices we do now i don't i don't have a problem i i don't think it matters if it used to be pagan and it's been baptized and put to christian use um if if you're genuinely celebrating the birth of jesus or um looking back on uh some saints and emulating their behavior and it's edifying. And I mean, I, if it, if it's genuine Christian use, I don't, I don't see a problem with that. I have a problem with pagan hall. I have a problem with Christian holidays that are pagan in practice today. Like Christmas. Um, yeah. Um, well, well, that's so Halloween would fall in that category. So you're not, we're not, we're not handling saints on all Hallows I, Eve. We're, well, we're doing spiritual stuff and running around trick or treating. Well, I would argue. What, what, I, I would argue that Halloween is less pagan in its current instantiation relative to what it used to be than Easter and Christmas is. I mean, I, I would I agree. Would, I wouldn't argue that, right? I mean, Christmas and Easter should be two of the holiest days in all of Christendom, and I like to say that sentence because I like reasons to say Christendom. Um, but like you know, it Christmas has devolved into decorate a tree. And run up your credit card to buy gifts for your kids that they don't need. And then <laughs> Easter has devolved into pretend that a magical bunny came and left a bunch of chocolate for your kids that they don't need. And it also decided to randomly hide eggs in your front yard. Like, the hell does that have those, to do with those 80s I, Cadbury commercials were fire though? Right. Thank you, Easter Bunny. Bop, bop. And 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 Bill and Ted's uh bogus journeys. Yeah. <laughs> What what did Bill and Ted's bogus journey have to do with they Easter? They had to fight. The Easter Bunny was trying to kill him. Was that the Easter Bunny? Yeah. Wasn't huh. that bogus journey? Yeah. I thought, um, it was, I thought it was just death was chasing him. Yeah. They were playing Twister with death. I mean, death was well, chasing him throughout. That's the right. The their, their robot duplicates uh, were trying to kill him. Well, there was I'm, definitely a, a, a crazy Easter Bunny and they're chasing him. Uh, oh, that's when they were in hell. 
Okay. Yeah, that's coming back to me. Because that's yeah. where the Easter Bunny belongs. Hell. <laughs> so, um, but I mean, Halloween, I think it's actually, I, I think it's edifying to take a, a a day out of the air to kind of just note the fact that, yeah, there are dark forces that, that we should, you know, kind of uh, reckon Maybe with. not and, embrace them so much, right? Well, I how how do we embrace them though? I By mean, wearing the... outfits, you know, people put on the scariest outfit possible. Yeah, no, no, every, nobody's, every nobody's chick putting makes... those on and saying like, "Oh, I recognize that there's dark forces, and we need to keep that." No one's doing that's, that. Brian. That's what I'm saying. It's it's all in well, fun, it, right? It's like it hey, should look be. At me. I'm a, um, I mean, I think I'm a, there I think I'm there's a, a place for that. Succubus. But like everything else, we it's 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 vapid and trite and commercial, and we don't really think of what it's what we're really doing it's just it's just a it's just something fun to do once a year and and we don't really give much thought to it um as a just, purist i would even argue that it sucks now because the kids don't have the balls to actually trick <laughs> right. they yell trick or treat and they don't even mean it that's because yeah. we always treat i know so what if you're the guy with no candy and stand there and be like what are you gonna do if i don't what's the trick <laughs> You gonna egg my house? I dare you. Your mom's the trick. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like I, we need we need to make kids mean again. A few but years ago, I'd rather I'd rather encourage juvenile delinquency. A few. That's what's wrong ago, with the. We need to make America great again. Bring back egging. A few years ago on Halloween, somebody somebody showed up on my doorstep. It was it was a. It's probably a tall kid, but he was my height and he was wearing like a like a hockey mask and he had like a bloody apron and he was holding an axe. Mm -hmm. And and I'm just like, dude, get off my porch. <laughs> He's like, what is trick or treat, man? I'm like, yeah. no, you're, you're too old see, for this. See, I disagree. If 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 a if a if a ute is willing to put on an outfit and stand on my door like a child and say trick or treat, I'm giving him candy. I'll even give him twice as much. If if, if a man-sized person shows up on my doorstep with an axe and a mask on and a bloody apron, um no, just you got why, why are you pulling out your revolver? <laughs> I don't Get know if he just wants off candy. My porch. <laughs> he said trick or treat, man. He didn't he didn't he didn't attempt to decapitate you. What, what if dude was only 13 years old and he's, he's the next LeBron I don't care. James? I, right I don't away. care. <laughs> that's, that's messed yeah, up, I, man. I, I'm giving yeah. up candy. It was, I, uh, I, I live in a heightest. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> sure. I live it's, in a... It's more, it's more than like a, a man-sized person holding an axe on my on my doorstep. That you was should the, get all the more reason to give the dude candy. That was, uh, that, you I mean, don't want to see his trick. You want to appease that guy. You just, you know, You're like, let me get this right. Candy. Potential mass murderer, man. If I give you a, a, a full size Snickers, will you leave in peace? I'm and not going to reward that kind of behavior. And he says, "Yes." And you give him, you give him a candy bar and let him go. That's why whenever there's a weird dude at your office that looks like he's he might snap, you just always give him candy, right? Right. So when right. he becomes the shooter, he might like look in your cubicle and be like, "Give you me up. candy, right?" Thanks for the candy. <laughs> and he just keeps on he moves past you, and you're like. Oh. That's, that's why I always tell people, like, hey, there's a lot of build, a lot of people in this building who are assholes. I, I don't think I'm first on the list. I think when the shooting starts, I'm, I'm going to get out. <laughs> but you, Bob, nobody likes you. <laughs> so I'm thinking you're the first one shot in the face. Right. 
Yeah, I, I live in a I live in a funny neighborhood where you guys have both been here. Yeah. It's not a real densely. It's not like a lot of close houses, and the people tend to be a lot older. So there's not a lot of kids in my neighborhood. So like, my doorbell will probably only ring ten times on Halloween, and it'll be you know, a cup, three of them will be people we know. <laughs> that are going to come to our house on purpose as they're driving around. And then a couple of the dads will be noticeably from a different neighborhood. And they just figured out to go to the, the older, bigger houses to try to get better cook, better stuff. And then the other ones, will be the, sneakers. yeah, the <laughs> other ones will be the dads from this neighborhood that have like golf carts and they're <laughs> zipping their kids around and they're like hitting the, and then the kids are, and then they're grabbing them and zipping them to the next street and stuff. It's like a weird combination but my doorbell won't ring very often and I'm going to end up with like a crap ton of candy left over. So mm. I give it to anybody that rings the doorbell. Well, we, wow. uh, I mean, we'll sit up in our driveway and we, we share a driveway with, with the neighbor. Matt's been here. Uh, mm. and so we clear all the cars out of it and we kind of set up a couple of tables and, and, you know, Delani's favorite holidays is, is Halloween. So she'll make really? chili. Yeah, so I got the sorceress Mormon. Like she, yeah, <laughs> so, fair, fair point. Yeah, uh, so you know we make chili. We've grilled hot dogs. Um, you know, I think we've even had Jello shots. So you know, on base you have, you know, Gunny Dad walk up and he's like, "You, you guys give out hot dogs and donuts and you like shot? that man? Yeah, yeah, the shots for you, dog. Because yeah. I know you're putting up with these these badass kids. Like so, but uh, yeah, we we just try to make it." you know, is, is user-friendly as, as possible. I worked so. with this guy and uh, he and uh, Alyssa was junior high. Yeah. Junior high. And he invited us over to his neighborhood to trick or treat. And uh, so we went over to his neighborhood. We lived in the country at the time in, te in Texas. And they had, they did a similar thing to you only um, they knew all their neighbors. And so they opened the garage and they would have like, margaritas batch made and all the parents sat in the garage and what they did was they their older kids had to take the kids on trick or treat oh, right. so like nice. the high school kids had to take the little kids and then all the parents sat and drank and as the kids came by to trick or treat they had the big bucket of candy and they had pre-made margaritas and they were like candy for you margaritas for you happy <laughs> halloween and i was like this is a cool halloween i yeah, wish yeah. i could come in here more often it's kind of, it's kind of, that's kind of, kind of how we, how we roll with it. Yeah. Hmm. But, Good way but to meet back, the neighbors. right. And, and, yeah. and, you know, and that's, you're kind of meeting all, all of the other parents, right. Cause now they know this is a cool little group of people, this part of the neighborhood, super, you know, tight. I think it's kind of good all around. And then it's good for the kids, right. To go take the younger kids and be responsible and all that kind of stuff. And um, maybe it's not the best for the kids to see their parents just drunk all the time, but you know, it's one day. <laughs> It's it's the ideal muertos. Like what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. Um so 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 back on topic a little bit though, guys. So like I mean, I think we're all in agreement. Halloween's it close to harmless, if not relatively harmless, and probably not a big deal. But what about like when you know it's gonna happen Easter time, Christmas time, somebody's gonna put up the meme, right? Like Easter is just Ishtar, which was the, you know, Egyptian goddess of fertility. And that's why they picked a rabbit because it's super fertile. And this is just demon worship and blah, 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 blah. Like, what do you guys think about that? Um, 
I think that I think that's a legitimate observation as far as the origins of Easter. First off, nobody nobody knows where that name comes from. It it does sound a lot like like Ishtar, which is the uh, the the same goddess as uh, Asher, Asherah or Astareth or Astart, the consort of Baal in the Bible. Um, but um, nobody really knows why it was called Easter or, or when that started. Uh, the eighth uh, century Saint uh, Bede said it it was named for the German the uh, Germanic uh, fertility goddess uh, uh, Estre. I'm probably saying it wrong, but he didn't say where he got that information, and nobody knows. It, it's it's not verifiable anywhere else. But um, so nobody really knows. Um, I've heard Christians make the case that uh, what you know, the the eggs comes from this practice that the Catholics used to do, and it's legitimately Christian, and the the rabbits signify this or that. Um, I I don't buy it. Um, I think it's I think it's pretty clear that these are these were pagan fertility rites. Um, but I don't I I also don't think it matters if you're I, I don't think it matters if you're calling it Easter and you're giving your kids uh, chocolate rabbits if you're if you're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Um, but how do you how do you, you reconcile? How do you reconcile it with celebrating the resurrection of Jesus, though? Because, like, I've been to I've been to Southern Baptist churches here in Oklahoma where they do Easter egg hunts, right? And they do it after service, and they do a regular Easter service and talk about Christ and the resurrection and all that. And then they're like, "All right, kids, let's go hunt Easter eggs," and they're like, "Yay!" It's like, um, <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's relatively harmless, but I think it's. I don't disagree that it's harmless. I think I mean they're they're not actually worshiping a pagan fertility goddess, right? right. Um, and this is and this is what you were trying to say earlier about if you eat something and and it was sacrificed to a god you don't know it and you eat it, it's not like you're yeah participating. I think that was the point you were making earlier, right? And that's from Paul said that in a couple of places. But but are but are Christians wrong for uh, declining to participate? Uh, I don't think so. I I, I decline. So I I sit Christmas out. Um, just I think they're I... wrong to be dicks about it. I think sure. they're wrong to be judgy and to tell everybody else that you're going to hell because you celebrate it. That's I mean, what I think. There's there's kind of a, a a few you know trains of thought where people think that it's harmless and then you know they do it, and then there's the the Christians that think that it's not harmless, so they they decline. But then there's some that are kind of on the fence, but and that it's an opportunity to evangelize, right? So here you are, yeah, in the world amongst the world, and if you can be that, you know, that that shining beacon of uh, of someone who's doing life right, and people come to your place to get some candy, and you have, I don't know, a bright theme. That was one of the things when you know, because I was I was harshly against Halloween when I when I first got married, and it's my new wife's favorite holiday, so. She's like, hey, if we if we don't do Halloween, we're not getting married. That was like a line of the. She party. actually said that. Yes, like really? that's, that's no go criteria. She's like, hey, look, I don't drink Coke, and uh, <laughs> and you can't smoke cigarettes, but we're doing Halloween. Like, we're doing we're, Halloween. I got to be happening. clear on this. That's funny. So so very early, our compromise was okay. That's fine. Our kids can dress up for Halloween, but there'll be no dark costumes. Everything will be bright. It'll be a superhero or a, right. you know something for the forces of good defeating the forces of evil no and i mean i think skeletons was on the list we're not doing skeletons we're not doing 
we're not doing anything evil. Um, all all our Halloween stuff will be bright and cheery and fun. And mm-hmm. that was the compromise that we made very early, back in 1994, and uh, and and decided that's that's what, what about we so so forward. I'm trying to be funny, but I'm not sure. Like so, what if you were like, I'm not. Be, I'm going to be a vampire, but I'm going to be the Count from Sesame Street. I'm not going to be Dracula. I, I think that would it would be up for discussion, you right? Walk around would, counting and laughing oh, and oh, vampires! What do you mean? How, how, how many mean Hershey vampires? kisses? One, two, three! Ah, ah, ah! <laughs> you know, actually, if I if I look on the on my on my stove right now, I've got uh, the the uh, the Halloween cereal, mm-hmm. like the Franken Boo Bear. Oh, Count Chocula or whatever. Count Chocula, yeah, and yeah, the, yeah, and the, yeah. the the Frankenberry, and so. You know that's a that's a tradition that we have. Imagine showing up, be like, "Who are you, Dracula?" No, I'm Count Chocula. What's wrong with I'm you? Count <laughs> I'd be you like, know? "Hey, look, you're trying to skirt the line, woman. Don't be." <laughs> so... Love me some chocolate cereal. The right. novel mm-hmm. Dracula is actually pretty pretty deeply Christian. I mean, it's with uh, the whole cross and aversion to holy water and all that. Well, stuff. they 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 are they the characters are overtly Christian and they're they're praying and they're the the whole mm-hmm. point of the. The novel is that they he's the antichrist that's why right. he wants to go to london to so he can rule the british empire and and do the work of the antichrist they they fight him like the the bram stoker makes a very overt point that they defeat him by their christian fellowship it's by right. it's because they they love each other in christ that they're able to band together to stop this monster and it it's actually it's a, it's a really like deeply you know devout book so yeah, uh i can i can see that and I, I get it that makes that actually makes sense because that's the whole you know when it, in all of these that was the same point i was making about the pope's exorcist was that mm-hmm. it was really a pro catholic pro christian movie despite the fact that it was about you know exorcisms and all that kind of stuff um have you guys watched it yet? By the way, I have not. I, I have not yet. I mean, you guys are missed out. On it. It's on my list. It's on my list. It's a good one. It's a good one. But um, back to your your question about Easter, though. Um, I said that I said these practices are harmless, but I, I guess the the harm that they the harm that they do is that they trivialize the they can trivialize the real meaning of the of the holiday. Absolutely. Um, this is a bit embarrassing to say, but it's it's kind of it illustrates my point. So I'm going to I'm going to go with it. Um, I, you know, I, I'm a I'm a relatively smart guy. Um, I wasn't raised in church. Um, I was 17 years old before I had any clue that Easter was supposed to be about the resurrection of Jesus. I mean, that means and, I that that's believable. And, and why would you? Right. I mean. With with the way that you know culture, because if you're not it. raised in church, then you don't. I mean, the only reason yeah. you would know it is if you went to you know Easter service. I found out because that they killed Superman in the comic books. Um, that they he was killed by Doomsday, I think, in uh, November, and then they published the funeral issues and the aftermath, and then they stopped publishing Superman comics until the following April. When Adventures of Superman number five hundred came out, which was the one where uh, Lois discovered his empty tomb amid all the uh, worldwide Superman sightings, and I remember somebody commenting on how blasphemous that was that they would they would do that in April, and I was just like, "What's the hmm. what's the big deal?" Well, that's Easter. I'm like, okay, so <laughs> you're like, "What's this got to do with Easter eggs?" Oh yeah, what's that got to do with my uh, Cadbury chocolate? Actually, what I said was, "Are, are you okay. afraid?" 
are you afraid he's going to take attention away from the rabbit? And no, stupid. That's that's when Jesus rose from the dead. Um, is that what that is? Well, what's with all the <laughs> what's what's with all the what's with all the eggs and the bunnies and stuff? And right, they, and he's like, I don't know. <laughs> this is what we do. Like we just so, like we did that as a kid growing up, and I just like I never really asked because you know why, why are we doing this? Why are you guys hiding eggs in the yard for us to? Yeah, I just knew everybody did that, just like we set off fireworks on the Fourth of July, and but. So I've got a little bit of a different take, but I want it before I forget, I want to back up. So Brian, you made a comment about the origins of Easter and Ishtar and blah, blah, blah. But, and you said something about fourth century, something or other, but the Nicene council was all, one of the main outcomes was determining the date of Easter. Did they just not call it Easter then? Did they no, just they call were, it they like were the resurrection? It, they were calling it Easter. Uh, they were from the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah. We don't, we don't know. I, we don't know what where the word came from though. Is right. that, is we that what you're we don't know when they started calling it that or why. The only the the earliest reference we have to that question is in the eighth century. Oh, so the question of where the word Easter right. came from. Got it. Right. And uh it was a uh an, an English monk named Bede who attributed it to the Germanic fertility goddess Eostre. Um okay. but that doesn't make any sense because Germanic things wouldn't have entered into what was going on in Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. It's well, interesting. I mean, it, Christianity had gone pretty far by, by the time of, uh, by the fourth century. Right. The fourth century, but I'm talking about, you know, 300 AD. That's if they were the calling fourth, it, that's the fourth century. Oh yeah. I guess it is. Never mind. Yeah. I, I was thinking 4,000, but never mind. You're right. I, I missed a, I missed a, uh, a comma. I mean, Brian will be around in year four thousand, but you and I probably won't be. I think this. I'm pretty clean, sure I won't be. Clean living, yeah. guys. Clean yeah. living. <laughs> I, I'm, 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 I'm comfortable with not being around in four. In the 4, yeah, 000. I'm not sure I want to be around. I mean, in twenty four. I was born way back in the 1900s, right? So mid, I mean, the, yeah, the the, the mid 1900s. <laughs> um. So I, I've got it. So I've got a different take on Christmas. Um, and I came to this. Uh, probably Austin was five. So about 10, 12, 13, Austin's 19. So he was around five. He was school age. Um, and it had been kind of on my mind a little bit. And then I, I saw this, this is before, you know, social media. So people were still sending emails around, right? That's how, that's how internet rumors and stories went around was through email. And, um, I had this email and it was talking about, it was a PowerPoint or slideshow, and it explained the GDP of the U.S. and how what the percentage of our GDP that we spend on Christmas. And it was a staggering number, right? And then the thing went on to talk about um, clean water in Africa and other undeveloped parts of the world, and that for half of what the U.S. spends on Christmas, we could actually solve the clean drinking water problem globally. Now, I don't know if it's true or not. Um, I didn't go fact check it. Stokes didn't exist yet, but it makes a point, right? It's like, wait a second. We are really wasteful with the way we spend our money. And started, I started thinking really critically about Christmas practices, not about Christmas as a day, right? But then I started thinking about, you know, the concept of Santa Claus and how 
I can't help but believe we set our children up. We set Christian children up to become atheists by using this wonderful mythology of Santa Claus and then to a lesser degree, the Easter bunny and the tooth fairy. Um, and what I mean is this, you tell these kids when they're, you know, since from time that they can be aware, Hey, if you're really good, this magical fat guy will come out of the North and he's going to just lavish presents on you. And then when you're, you know, I don't remember how, when do kids lose their fur teeth, like seven, eight years old, um, when they start losing their baby teeth, Hey, I'm going to yank this tooth out and it's going to hurt. But if you put it under your pillow, this magical fairy is going to come and either leave money or gum, which I never understood that gum thing. Cause you know, I don't know if you guys, but my tooth fairy left me trident sometimes when I was a kid. Um, I think it's very free gum came from the like, hood, man. I yeah. Don't I don't know. know. I don't know. My dad would just hand me cash. Right. But, and then the Easter bunny, right? So then on this day, Easter to Brian's point, you know, moms create these lavish baskets and they fill them full of candy in the middle of the night. And then when the kid gets to about, you know, somewhere between nine, 10, 12, they go to school and somebody's older brother or sister spoils it for everybody and tells these kids, you dumbass, these aren't, these aren't real. So then the kid's like, wait, so this thing that you've been lying to me about my parents, who I'm yeah. supposed to trust, you know, through and through, you've been lying to me to control my behavior. And it was all fake. Yeah, it's practice oh, for atheism. And, and then that other fake guy you tell me about that I'm supposed to be good about and pray to, that I've never seen, can't touch, and has never lavished gifts on me, I'm supposed to continue to believe in that guy. But the ones that I've actually been to the mall and sat on his lap, that was fake. But the guy I've never touched is real. Like that... That feels like we're setting kids up to not believe in God. Yeah, it's and, practice for atheism. And it's actually um, the uh, ancient, uh, well, ancient to medieval uh, Germanic people believed that on the night of the winter solstice, Odin would fly over the rooftops at night on his eight-legged steed, sleep near, dispensing blessings and curses to the to the deserving based on mm -hmm. based on how, you know, their their worship of him throughout the year. So it's, I mean, he's depicted as a, a bearded old man. Um, uh, Santa Claus is, a, is, is, is Odin. And you're, you're basically teaching. I mean, that is legit pagan worship. That's you're teaching kids. Except to, he was a real guy. Well, they're shout out to St. Nicholas. Just like the, uh, you know, I mean, he, he was a patron saint for crying out loud. Like, like and, 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 protecting and was, children and sailors. Like, and, and, and his hands were rated E for everyone. But you never, <laughs> you never hear that about him, though. You, you only right. hear about the uh, he's this god who lives right. in the North Pole and right. has these these. He's omniscient and omnipotent, and you should pray to him by giving him your uh, telling him what you want. And uh, he knows if you he knows if you've been naughty or nice because he's. Uh, He's omniscient. And then you you make offerings to him on Christmas Eve. You leave out milk and cookies and uh carrots for his reindeers. And that's where did Krampus come from? Um some uh I think Eastern it... Europe. Yeah, like Romanian-ish. Is it? Yeah. Maybe. But, uh... So so you know, I don't know if you guys know this. Back to my back to my uh uh Latin um learnings they have a very different version in uh, specifically puerto rico and latin america that i think they got from spain or portugal um, and it's called uh, three kings day 
Mm. And they do it like it's like the week after Christmas. And what they're doing it in remembrance of the Magi that came to pay homage to the Christ child. So it's actually a little more linked to the story because it works off the premise that Christmas was Christ's birthday. And then like a week or so later, the three wise men showed up. Yeah. And they're the ones that do the gift giving, but it's not magical. You exchange gifts to remember the Magi coming to pay homage to Christ. So it's actually a little more, it's a little more genuinely Christian than this magical fat guy that shows up and, and, and leaves you presents. And then the only part that's magical is you're supposed to put hay in your boots and leave it outside for the camels. And if you're good, <laughs> nice. they'll, they'll leave a little extra in the boots. And if you're bad, they'll put uh turds in it. Camel poop. Yeah. With donkeys. Right. Cause it's, it's Latin America, sure. but like, I thought that was actually cool when I learned about it. So my buddy, uh, Cesar Quinones, uh, taught me that way back in the day. So Cesar, if you ever come across this shout out, but, uh, yeah, they call it, you know, I, I think it's like, you know, uh, trace Reos or something, whatever they call it, but it's three Kings day. Um, I thought that was actually a cool version. I'm like, I'd rather do that than Christmas. Um, so anyway, there's isn't a January 6th, a, a holiday, like it was supposed to be uh, Jesus epiphany day where he was, where he's perhaps baptized. And that's what the, it, the 12 days of Christmas song. Is it might about be between, linked to that, to be honest, three Kings might be on that same day for that reason. Uh, January it's, 6th, I'm looking you know, for the MAGA crowd out there. Why are you defiling my holiday dicks? <laughs> so, um, poor St. Nick. It, it, I mean, it, it is, it is the same day as the epiphany. Oh yeah, so yeah, it, it, okay. Dia de los Reyes is is the uh, the Spanish mm -hmm. for it. So I think I think I did have somewhere in my subconscious knew about that. Yeah, but I, like I said, I thought that was a cooler holiday. But Dre, much like your uh, your your um, deal breaker with your wife on Halloween, when uh -huh. I had this moment of clarity and I went to talk to Carrie about it, she said, "I will divorce you if you ruin <laughs> Santa Claus for your kids." But I was like, "Damn it, okay." The patron saint of the poor. I'll have to work around this. <laughs> I, don't, I never believed in Santa Claus as a kid. It just never. No. I mean, I watched Rudolph. The, I like, I understood like he's a character on TV. Remember I was like three years old. Um, a, a family friend saying, who's the, the, a kid who was the same age as me, who was a, the son of a family friend, said they were going to the mall to see Santa Claus. And I was just like, what are they going to see at the mall that he thinks is Santa Claus? Because I've seen Santa Claus. He's a little claymation figure. Um, like on Rudolph the, yeah, or the, yeah, or that's, the, the, that's I, the snowman or whatever. Right. Yeah. That's that's how I knew Santa Claus. So I, I, I'm like, dad, we have to go to the mall. Cause I want, I want to see what I want to see Santa Claus. And he's like, you don't, you don't need to go to the mall to see Santa to talk to Santa Claus. Just call him. And I'm like, how do you, how do you call Santa Claus? Or just pick up the phone, dial zero. So I did. You called an and operator and talked to them like they were Santa Claus. I called the operator and asked for Santa Claus, and she yelled at me. Told me that the toys, <laughs> the phone is not a toy, and uh, and. Dad set you up, if, man. If, uh, if 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 I don't stop, she's gonna tell my parents. I'm like, my dad put me up to it. And, what a uh, terrible opera. She should have played along. Like, oh, yeah, she you through. She should have been like, he's busy right now, honey. What can I can I take a message? Right. Gosh, I mean, if like if a little kid pushes zero and like trying oh, to talk to Santa Claus. So that reminds me of a quick story. So when I was a kid, so for for anybody that's listening that's younger than us, um, in the old days, 
long distance phone calls were very expensive. Oh yeah. Like crushingly expensive. And my grandmother lived in San Antonio and I did not. And when I wanted to speak to my grandmother, I called her collect. And when I called her collect, she would decline. And then she would call me back because a collect call was way more expensive than a direct call. And so this is a way that, you know, my young parents didn't have to pay for the long distance call, but grandma had the money. She could afford the long distance call. I'll never forget this one day I called and I'm young. My voice is still, you know, sounds like a little kid. I'm like, this is a call from Matthew. And so the phone rings. My grandmother answers, oh, hello. And for those who don't know, my grandmother was Japanese. She had a very thick <laughs> accent. So this kid's calling this random Japanese woman. And the operator's like, it's, you know, AT&T operator, click call from Matthew. And she's, will you accept the charges? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I will not accept. And this, <laughs> this operator was like heartbroken. She was like, oh, oh, oh I'm okay. sorry, Matthew. She's like, I, I'm sorry, honey. She's not accepting. I'm like, it's okay. Goodbye. <laughs> you know what I <laughs> so somewhere there's this, at this point now, you sorry, know, Katie, your probably, grandma doesn't love you. 20 years old. So there's some like 60 something year old woman that's in the back of her mind. I remember this kid called this Japanese lady one time and that bitch wouldn't accept the call. He's listening to this, <laughs> this, this podcast right now. It's like, I know that Matthew. <laughs> I felt bad for him for all these years, all these 40 years. So, <laughs> so, you know, uh, so for the kids at home, there's a, there was a thing called a payphone, and you had to, you had to like put money into this box and then you could call. So remember those those uh those one eight hundred collect commercials, where somebody like had a baby, so they go to the, to the uh to the payphone in the hospital and like, collect call from, six pounds four ounces been born and then, <laughs> they hang up real fast. Like no, I declined. <laughs> hey, they had a baby. It was uh six pounds four ounces. That's so funny. You get that you get that quick message. Yeah. But also remember my my son came home from school one day. To, to your point, Trey, and we'll get back on topic, but I'll tell this real fast. I was like, how was class? He's like, oh, dad, we got to watch a movie in history class. I was like, oh, yeah, what'd you watch? He's like, I don't remember what it was called. It was really weird. These these guys, they got in this weird box outside of a 7-Eleven. They went back in time. And I'm like, okay, first of all, that weird box is called a, a, a phone booth. <laughs> and, that, and I had to explain phone booth. And I'm like, and more importantly, those two guys were Bill and Ted. <laughs> And they had and they an had excellent, excellent adventure. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> but he was like, they saw Napoleon. It was awesome. What, what, are kids, ice what do kids today think Superman changes in? He just spins around real fast. He just changes on the fly. Well, you remember Superman. There's the no more phone booths, homeboy. Picture. They didn't have a phone booth in the motion picture. Remember, yeah. he, he walks like, by and he's like, oh, shit, what am I going to do? Well, they, but they at least nodded to it. Like he. Right. Like he's like looked at it and looked it up <laughs> and down and he was annoyed. And then uh, that's a good movie. Classic. Yeah, it, it's the first movie I ever saw in a theater. Oh yeah, nineteen seventy-eight. Mine was, mine was uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Planet of the Apes. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Um, because we used to be a drive-in family, so I think the first movie I remember was a uh, Halloween. Ironically enough, huh. and. Uh, or Your Jehovah's Witness parents took you to see Halloween. Remember, we didn't convert until I was seven years old. Okay, right. So that was 1982, and gotcha. all these movies were before. So actually, I think Amityville Horror is the one that we watched in drive-through, and uh, I choked on a chicken bone at, at one of the like tense moments. And my parents thought that, that that was a sign that maybe they shouldn't they shouldn't watch this film. They took they took you to watch Amityville Horror as a kid. 
Mom, I know you're listening and uh you're terrible. Like I'm that's, that's why I'm warped today. That's why I'm warped today. <laughs> I mean, I used to watch that stuff as a kid like late at night when everybody was was in bed, but like nobody actively took It was took the 70s, man. You just put your kid to sleep in the back of the, the Nova on the, the dash. Chevy, the 1968 Chevy 2 Nova green and uh you know, you I, Maybe I, it I, wasn't Planet of the Apes. I remember going to see a Planet of the Apes. It was Planet like of the Apes is early, man. That's I know, but it was yet. like the middle of the day, and it was like a yeah. random thing. It was like mm. just me and my mom. And we but were they had the many mall. sequels, though, so it could have been like might have been know, the third but iteration, the one with Ricardo Montalban. The one that I remember going to see purposefully was shoot. I don't even remember what the first movie was. I went. I didn't. I, it wasn't. We didn't go to movies. That that's I remember Superman was a big deal to me. I watched Star Wars. In a in a hotel, because remember they always HBO. That was like a big right. thing that they would have HBO for free, and you could watch movies. And I watched Star Wars in a hotel for the first time. Hmm. I remember that. It's sad. Maybe it was <laughs> maybe it was Empire Strikes Back. I, I saw Empire like 80, at the drive-in. Eighty-one, eighty. I don't remember seeing Empire. I just, I just, I just know that. I just don't remember a time when Star Wars and Empire weren't like etched in my psyche. That may, that, forget, that, I bet it was Empire. When, uh, it was. when he, he said, Luke, I'm your father. And uh, my I hear my dad. I, this is what I remember. He's like, no, I don't believe him. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't your father, man. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember seeing it, but I, I just, I remember like feeling that moment. Like just like my little brain was totally blown and, <laughs> but um by design and then i and then uh, I, I waited half lied. my life to find out if it was true i saw return of the i saw return of the jedi in the theater and it was like like the one of the biggest moments of my life it was yeah i remember that too uh, traumatizing movies i saw in the theater uh conan the barbarian it was <laughs> like well what am i watching i'm freaking six or seven years old and also <laughs> also uh star trek two the wrath of khan so when those when those centipedes went into his ear and yeah again, that yeah a great movie i i remember specifically so remember i said i watched star wars in a hotel right right it was nighttime and then we go to bed and i remember being horrified by the the cantina sequence because <laughs> all those aliens and stuff and i was like creepy or yeah, it's creepy it was way too much for a four-year-old or a five-year-old. Then I was like, all right, good night. And I'm like, all right, no, I'm not going to sleep. Mm -mm. I just kept hearing that music in my head. That's <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not a fan of I'm not a fan of Santa Claus. Um, and I've made the point really clear to my kids. I'm like, don't do Santa Claus with your kids. It's a bad idea. And it's like even if even, uh, even if it wasn't outright pagan worship of Odin, um, it, it still troubles me that we, the way that we treat ho these holidays that uh, like just telling them about Jesus isn't enough. Like that, mm -hmm. that should mm -hmm. be, that should be super exciting. And yeah, I agree. But churches make it boring. Um, well, that's why now, going back to, you know, mm -hmm. to my point, if, if you did three Kings day instead, that would be a legit, like, party time like hey we're just we're you know we're mimicking the wise men that went to seek christ and you know make a big deal out of it I, it what's funny is the only thing that made christmas really christian to me 
was the the peanuts charlie brown episode nice when linus explains the reason of christmas like that actually stuck with me as a little kid and not that my parents didn't you know weren't christian but like i don't remember christmas being redirected well you know what i mean yeah because it's like everybody else it was it became about christmas and but i always remember linus clarifying that stuff for me i appreciate that linus good looking out you know, usually in the in the LDS church uh, around Christmas time is is kind of a fun program, right? Like so so during the sacrament meeting, you know, there's you know there's some some Christ talk and there's some talks and and all the talks that are given are usually by the by the members. They get assigned a talk and then and then so so the dude is sat next to you. You know, last week is a guy talking up there. The members do the do the uh, the preaching. Um, and then like there'll be a primary program where all the little kids will get up and sing a song and they just, they just make it fun. So you're learning about, you know, Jesus in a, in a fun way and a, you know, all the, the Christmas songs are sung as, as hymns that day. And the prayer is centered around that. Usually, you know, there's some kind of uh, party, you know, on that, on that day off on Monday or something in the, in the church parking lot. So I always, I always grew up like just, at least at least it was more fun anyway so so when you say that we made jesus boring i'm not sure everyone did um i think that's the message that we send though when we when we clutter christmas and easter up with all these other things for for the sake of children to to make the holiday especially appeal to them we're basically saying we're we're kind of subliminally conveying that yeah this is it's about Jesus, but we know that that's not going to entertain you. So here's here, here's here's a big cartoon rabbit to hide eggs in the in the yard for you, um, or here's Odin to worship um, and his minions of of, of elves. Um, so. Inversely, y- y'all hear about those? I, I think they're in South America where they actually crucify themselves. Um, I thought that was in southeast asia somewhere maybe it, i don't know um i, I think they do that south america southeast asia but yeah that's savages it's it's pretty nutty i mean it's they they legit run nails through their hands and feet and are like literally tacked two crosses and then they hang up there and it's like a it becomes like a badge of honor to see who can hang up there the longest yeah it's, like you mess around and die doing that. Like don't don't do it to David Blaine. He'll just die up there. Wait, you, you just wait. Who is it? No, no, I'm not. I'm not entering this year. It's, it's kind <laughs> right. of it's kind of nerfed though. It's 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 not like real crucifixion. Um, well, yeah, they're they they lash them to it, and so they're not hanging by that. Yeah, but they're, they're wearing a crown of thorns. They're still getting. They're not drinking getting vinegar and getting stabbed and, in their side. Yeah, <laughs> all of the other stuff. But they didn't have to drag the cross up the hill. No, they do. Yeah, they what? do. They drag their own crosses up. Good. <laughs> that that disturbs me. It's like they're it so- they're. It sounds like a Saturday morning in the Marine Corps. Whatever. <laughs> like it, it's good for them. Now they know what it. Now they know where, what it's like. Where is the duty? <laughs> yeah. It it seems like they're they're trivializing Christ's suffering by. I, I don't agree with that. I think they're trying to relive it so they can appreciate it. And because when they get down, you know, good well, they're like, man, that sucked. 
Yeah, and that I, was that I, was I, that I, was at like quarter power. Like I, I, can't, I, I didn't realize that's the real this, thing. I realize that's the stated reason, but like in there, but you're still coming away with that thinking, like, yeah, I know, I know what Jesus went through. Um, when no, he don't really. Um, I I don't I don't know if I agree with you. I think I think they're like, wow, that was that was terrible, and to think that our Savior went through more than that, and now I have an appreciation for for something with, with just with just a it's kind of like when you um you know take a take some high school kids and you put them through like a two-hour boot camp and then sure. they're like i don't think they get walk away like i could have done boot camp no they're like oh shit that sucks right or if you do like scared straight like remember remember that old when they they bring the kids mm -hmm. to the yeah. to the old prison I, I think they're like oh this isn't actually a prison. And if I was, that would really suck. I should probably not steal shit or sell drugs. Or, right. Cause I get to go home when this thing's over with. Right. And, and the, in the real world, you wouldn't get to go home. And, and, and it's in the Philippines, hmm. by the way, the guys that do it. Um, but yeah, I guess I see your point. I, I, I see what you're getting at. And I can, I can appreciate the idea that it trivialize. I don't think their intent is to trivialize. Yeah, I, I don't think their don't... intent is to, is to, feel a little bit of it right yeah and i think I, that's their going stated in, intent but i think it i it just seems misguided to me for I, it's also i also see it to be misguided but for different right. reasons <laughs> even like going on battle sites tours right like i you know i go to hacksaw ridge and i look at it and i'm like nope not climbing up there to get mowed down by a japanese right. machine gun and i'm looking at it and it's freaking 92 degrees outside with 170 percent humidity where you you can't even breathe unless you have gills as you're walking around you know mm -hmm. the, the islands of okinawa and i'm like hey man the greatest generation were dope mm -hmm. I, I i'm kind of a badass and i do not want to do that yeah at all yeah for um, sure same with you know i walk the trail of the baton death march speaking of the philippines and i'm like wow that would suck especially if you know i tripped and some japanese dude stabbed me in the neck right? <laughs> <laughs> i'm like ow damn i that uh, hurt i will now I, die i had the the cool experience of getting to meet some chosen marines oh um, okay right before we deployed to to go to kuwait in 03 and uh, my my colonel was a big uh, historian guy and he he coordinated with the marine corps league in baltimore and there's a huge fourth marine presence in baltimore um and for those that don't know the fourth division is the reserve division of the marine corps so the marine corps only has three divisions first second third and then the fourth division is all is the reserves it's mar four res um so he had he we went to the marine corps league had like a field day field a field trip which was really weird being a grown-up Marine. I'm like, we're going on a field trip. We had like tour buses and we went to Baltimore and uh, all these old men and they had all their kit laid out and stuff. And it was like a show and tell. They were super proud of having all their old gear laid out and they had pictures mm -hmm. and they're kind of just sitting around and we're just walking up and talking to them. And the Colonel saw it as a way to kind of motivate us and put us in the, you know, in touch with heroes and, uh, you know, talk to real warriors before we went to, you know, whatever, because we didn't know what we were getting into when we deployed. It was, you know, before the war started. And it had been 12 years since we'd been to war. Right. We, so all we of us, generation peace, of it was peacetime Marine Corps. Yeah. So pretty much everybody listening to this doesn't know the era that, that the three of us enlisted into. It was, you know, the, the early nineties when there was no open warfare. It was, that was a golden time. And so I remember specifically talking to this, this old Marine 
and uh, now, like I said, all these guys were chosen Marines. And for anybody that doesn't know, look it up. I don't want to turn this into a military history episode, but the Chosen Reservoir was one of the more well-known, prominent battles of the Marine Corps. And it was in Korea and it was cold and miserable and bad. And uh, this old man looks at me and he's like, I couldn't make it in the Marine Corps today. And I'm like, what? What? And he's like, look at me. He was a smaller guy. He was small statue. But he's also like 112. So, I mean, you know, you don't expect the guys to be big, but he was a little dude. You could tell he's probably like five, 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 six. And I said, sir, what do you, I don't understand. I don't even know how to respond to you. I don't know what that means. Like those words don't compute in my brain. And he's like, I couldn't carry those packs that you have nowadays. Like, look at how small my pack was. That's all the gear I had. And I said, but sir, weren't you cold? I was like, a lot of our stuff keeps you warm now. And he was like, hmm. I was like, I bet if you had like a better sleeping bag, you'd stick it in that pack and you'd carry it. He's like, yeah, you're probably right. I probably carry it. <laughs> and plus our stuff was just made of lighter material too. They're right. carrying better steel and, yeah. and, you know, it's cotton and wool yeah. and it gets wet and it becomes even more heavy. It's, right. It's, and man. and I, I said a lot more to the guy, right? I said, I was like, look, I was like, you're, you're the legend that, 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 that we're bred under in, in boot camp and our Marine Corps, everything about us we do because of, you know, the legacy that you laid for us. I told him all those things, but then I cut to the, yeah, but you were cold, right? <laughs> like <laughs> we we got good gear now, and our gear sucks compared to the army and the air force. But our gear dwarfs what you had in Korea. For those that don't know, the Korean War was caused the invention of thermal socks. I was about to say that, like, so thermal, thermal socks, socks didn't exist <laughs> until a whole bunch of Marines lost their toes to frostbite, right? Um, because of how cold and the, the they probably the lost conditions. their feet to, to frostbite, well, feet, yeah, legs, right, or died. Cold. But the point stuff, is, right. is like, you know, that's that whole, you know, necessity is the motherhood of invention. And the Korean War was that bad that, you know, they invented thermal socks as an example. So like the helicopter, um, right? Like, right. We yeah. use we use the helicopter in combat. It's yeah, but I just I, I'll never forget that day that old man telling me that. And I was just like, I, you could have pushed me over with a feather. Right. I'm a mm. I'm a sergeant that had, you know, three ribbons on my chest at the time. I'd never done anything in the Marine Corps. And, this guy's telling me he couldn't make, he couldn't hack it as a Marine. I'm like, I, I, I would rather not have to go fight in the chosen reservoir. <laughs> all, all things being equal. So yeah, no. Anyway. anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah. It was a cool story. It was a cool moment. I appreciate Colonel Howard setting that thing up. I think it was good for us. And it was probably great for those older Marines to get to see the next generation of warriors heading off. Right. Yeah. Um, it's probably, probably great for their souls to get to have that passing of the torch moment. Sorry, man. We're sitting in uh, in Kuwait and in, in young Marines, like staff sergeant. And I'm like, yeah. Uh, what was desert storm like? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I was in high school mother. <laughs> <laughs> like, Oh, so you don't know what we're doing either. No, I have no, but none of us do. We, <laughs> nobody, nobody knows what's going on. We're just, you know, we're, just, we're, just we're making here. this up. Look that way. Bang, bang. Pew, pew. weapons out <laughs> weapons outboard put your gas mask on because weapons of mass destruction right dude i had a gunny i had a gunny um in my unit i don't remember if, if i introduced you to him or not uh, he he was old as, so he had been drafted into into vietnam at the end of vietnam okay he was the last round of draftees to go to vietnam is he my he comes, dad he comes <laughs> home from vietnam and he burned his uniforms right he was like i'll okay. never do that junk again right 
goes to college on the GI Bill, lives his whole life. And then when Desert Storm happened, he was like, hmm. And he calls a recruiter, re-enters the Marine Corps as a corporal, and participates in Desert Storm. Goes, huh. that was kind of fun. He stays in the reserves, and he's still in the reserves whenever I join my reserve unit after 9-11. He's a gunny at this point now. He was like, 67 or 68 i mean he was old and uh you know we thought gunny dobbs was old this guy actually was old (laughs) (laughs) so he deploys with us to to camp commando and we come back and i don't i I guess he retired but he was telling me that he he's actually like retired yeah, <laughs> he, 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 I think he's passed, actually, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, wow. I think I heard that, from that was a long time ago. I think I've heard that he's passed, but um, he was telling me he was like, you know, it's kind of cool. I wore sateens. I wore uh, woodlands. I wore the chocolate chips. Then I wore the digis. He's like, I've worn all the uniforms from, you know, as like, that's, that's pretty cool. Weird. I don't know if that's cool or weird, but <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you've been around too long. Yeah, hang, that was so. I had two uh, Vietnam vets in my unit in that reserve unit. I had a master gunnery sergeant. Um, Holy smokes! That was a door gunner. He had his door gunner wings, um, hmm. which I didn't know any door gunner survived from Vietnam. I thought they all died, but one didn't. <laughs> <laughs> that one made at, it. At least, at least one made it. Yeah. Anyway, huh. that so Gunny's name was Gunny Curry. He was a cool dude, and then the master sergeant or the master guns was Top Ballard. Who was also a sheriff's deputy. Oh, okay. All reservists in Baltimore are cops. That's like why they go into the reserves is it helps them get into police academy. Hmm. So there's there's actually no there's no Bible scriptures that to say we shouldn't uh do these shouldn't do Halloween. holidays. It's weird. Well, um, the thing that Paul said, I think, is is, is fairly informative. Paul has a couple. Um, yeah. Was it in Ephesians? Where this is this is one that uh, the Christians cite on why we shouldn't do Halloween. Okay, and it's uh, Ephesians five seven through fourteen. Therefore, do not be patterns with them, or partners with them. For you were once in darkness, but now you're in the light, and the Lord live as children of the light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. So basically, he's just saying, "Hey, like that's dark. You're no don't longer do dark. That you don't stuff. need, to, you don't need yeah. to do that stuff anymore." But then, right. you know, pagan Paul by turns, association, right? Paul turns around in like First Corinthians, and he's like, uh, "To the weak, I became weak. To win the weak, I have become all things to all people, so that." By all possible means, I might save them. So that's what I was talking about earlier. Like, hey, you know, if if there's a place where people are not believers, maybe you should enter that place and you know be, you know, right. evangelize them. So, so so standing outside of the 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 town square while the kids are trick or treating, going, "You're all going to hell," is probably not going to help bring them to the Lord, right? Or or even my strategy with Delani, where I don't do Halloween the way everyone else does. Right. Well, if you're just doing your stuff in a box and not doing what the world is doing, then how does anyone know what they're supposed to be doing? Right. right? Like. Right. So so even you know my twenty year old self 
you know, maybe, maybe took a different, takes a yeah. different stance today yeah. where, you know, we, we can. And of I, course, I, I, if there are actual like pagan rituals being done on Halloween, then obviously opt out. Christian shouldn't do that. But <laughs> right. like, it's, it's, uh, are we, are we summoning spirits with this Ouija it, board? You know what? I'm, I'm going to evangelize with you right now. <laughs> yeah it's just it's never been explained to me why tr- trick-or-treating is that though that's the right that's the right. issue well that's sure. that's my thing is it's trick-or-treating like i mean show me the the the, the you know the the, the satanistic t- underpinnings to bobbing for apples right it was just something fun to do um i'm sure witches uh, did that or something in Salem, well, but it's so also then. it's also i mean apples cider you know apples harvest at that time of the year so that's there would have been fall, an abundance of apples laying around kind of thing right like i don't i don't th- and it's one of those you know i'm sure there's some old lady on the internet somewhere that's got some like 12 step connection right well if you understand apples are red <laughs> you know? it's like and back chains it and she's the church lady and it's the devil because everything's the devil i mean you can play that game but even but if could, they they do that if that's like even if those steps are legitimate and like once once upon a time people did worship a some pagan god by bobbing for apples so what i mean we're not that's not that's not the purpose anymore right i mean just um it's like uh i'm sure you you guys heard matt walsh's uh rants against against yoga is he Um, the whole namaste thing and all that what's that the all the namaste and all the the Eastern praying, praying well, that happens he, with yoga. A uh, lot of Christians have issues with yoga. They should. Well, why? Why the praying they? part? Because it's There's, all the med, all the it's all it's Eastern meditation, and that's essentially Taoism. Um. Well, I mean, are they are they are they actually praying in most yoga studios, or are they yeah. just doing? To my understanding, they do. To my, I, I've never done yoga, so I have I have two problems with yoga. And there's a tertiary one. One, I'm just not going to do it because I'm not that flexible. But I'm not going to sit and do a bunch of, recite a bunch of incantations or or prayers because that's what they are. But two, my wife's not going to go get her, have some dude put his hands all over her and help stretch her. So I'm just out on yoga. Fair enough. I don't think all yoga studios do that. In fact, I don't think, I don't think most do that. I think most do. And again, I'm not a, I'm not a yogi. I'm not, I'm not into that world. I know my wife and Dre's wife and Dre and I were I, associated with Beachbody for a while and they did a yoga and their whole gimmick was it's not meditative yoga. It's just the flexibility part. So, I mean, there's that, I, but I'm I've, to understand that most yoga I might, is I might have meditative. to have Delani on as a guest one day to actually give, give thoughts to these, uh, these uh these these yoga things i i interviewed the owner of a yoga studio for i used to be the editor of the local business journal and so uh i i do profiles on you know small businesses one of one of them i did was for a yoga studio and she was she was pretty adamant that the 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 spiritual aspects are are that's pretty rare most most yoga studios it's just the stretching and breathing and um matt walsh's big big deal was that these are uh these he, he said these are false god poses because they're they're named after hindu deities um which is <laughs> yeah i mean it's it just seems like a silly thing to get worked up about um 
you can't you can't look at a calendar without invoking a pagan deity. Right. Right. Every day of the week is January. Pagan deity. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Every day of the week. It starts every, it starts in January. Yeah. <laughs> it goes all the way around. And the days of the week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, just invoking the names of false gods without any devotion in your heart, without any belief in them, um, it, it's harmless. Um now, if you actually are worshiping pagan deities through through yoga or through the days of the week, although I've I've never heard of anybody in the 21st century doing that, um, then yeah, obviously that's incompatible with Christianity. But, but like um, I said, my thing is I'm not flexible and I'm not letting my wife be manhandled by a yoga instructor. I, I think and uh delani i know you're listening maybe i've done too much internet browsing i don't know (laughs) oh hippopotamus (laughs) yes but uh you're engaging in prayer and inner prayer and it doesn't have to be to a false deity you can pray to whoever your higher power is and still do because those poses actually give energy to places in your body and you can get into spots in your mind where you can actually have contemplative prayer. So why does it have to be to some false God? Why can't you That's fair. pray to Jesus while you're in this? Carrie still can't go. Well, I mean, yeah. And she, also, she, not, she can go with Delani. There's only, there's only women there. Not all okay. meditation. And they were white and it's kind of hot. So <laughs> we'll drop them off and hang out, out across the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Drinking my chai. They don't do coffee. Not all <laughs> Eastern meditation is necessarily uh, prayer related. I mean, a lot of it is just. Uh, That's fair. I, I, you guys might remember, like bef- before I was a Christian, when I when I first met you guys, I was I was basically a Buddhist. Um, I trained in martial arts, Eastern martial arts. I was huge into Zen Buddhism. Um, I I would I would meditate. I would uh, do Zen meditation. Um, I became a Christian and uh, soon after just, I threw all that all through all my books away, all my martial arts stuff, all my Eastern philosophy stuff. And I got, uh, of course, you know, study the Bible, study church history, got into uh, Christian mysticism and uh, studied the desert fathers. And, uh, and uh, there's a classic work of Christian mysticism called the cloud of unknowing. It's by an anonymous author and the, the the meditation that it that it prescribed was uh pretty it was it's pretty closely akin to zen meditation the think the the thinking was uh because god is essentially uh he's he's transcendent and unknowable he he doesn't nothing within creation can represent him which is why idols are are forbidden um any thoughts that you have about god are they're they're inadequate to to describe him and so to open yourself up to the to the divine presence you you should cease conscious thought um your thoughts just get in the way um well that's essentially zen meditation i mean it's for a different objective it's based on a different worldview it's it's in in buddhism it's about um relinquishing your connection to 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 the world to uh and abolishing your ego to be um basically absorbed into into nothingness this is this is the opposite of that but it's the same it's the same technique so it's it's not 
you know, so meditation in a, in a yoga context isn't necessarily prayer or or even bad. Um, and there's no reason it couldn't be adopted. There's no reason you couldn't take the exact same practices and do them in a church, um, even retaining the names. But if you if it, you know, if it's an issue, name them after saints or something. Um, but uh, this is the Peter. <laughs> this is joan of arc <laughs> um yeah no i i don't disagree with you i mean i i think it's i just i mean i think this is circular to what we said about halloween and you know what we said about other things yeah. what what's relevant is what your intentions are and if you're being intentional about it or if you're simply doing a thing um and i i agree with that i think i haven't heard his take but i think Matt Walsh does that because I think Matt Walsh is afraid his wife will make him go to yoga if he doesn't have a good reason not to go. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with Matt Walsh on quite a lot, but definitely not on that. And that's probably one of his bigger hills that he's not, he's willing to die on. <laughs> yeah. And the Catholicism thing, but uh, right. I mean, Matt Walsh strikes me as being wildly uh, inflexible. And he probably thinks his masculinity is somehow tied to him being in tight shorts and trying to stretch. <laughs> I mean, he he uh, tore his Achilles from I think just walking, walking one day. <laughs> so... He's really into dance, though. <laughs> he is. He's on Dance with the Stars, even. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he did an interpretive dance one time for for all the fans. I saw that. Yeah. It was it was it was, uh, it was, it was inspiring. It's, yeah. it's 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 legendary. Yeah. It is. Well, all right, boys. So do we have do anything we, else to we, say about... I think we might have actually all agreed on a topic, and I think we actually started it and finished it. Like, yeah. let the kids trick-or-treat. Just don't yeah. open portals to, to other worlds while you're doing it. Yeah, just, you can help I mean, it. it. Yeah, and stop doing sure. Santa Claus. It's a bunch of crap. Stupid. Yeah, Santa stop stop dumb. teaching your kids to worship Odin and and having them practice for atheism. Yeah. Yeah. Stop yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I man, I all the, and, and I, I've always hated Christmas my whole life. Once I wasn't allowed to participate in it. Now, well, of course you did, then, because you're right. a hater. I'm like, you you're like, this is Christmas. stupid. Why does other kids you, get to have presents? You, you. <laughs> you're all going to hell. You with your new toy, <laughs> going to hell with your pagan practices, worshiping Odin, and playing I, with your remote control car. You son of a. <laughs> I'd always get this Christmas afternoon depression. Um, just cause like, there's all this buildup to it. Like it's all, it's, it's, you know, it's, Oh, and then once it's over, months. it's like, now it's over. Yeah. And like, I, and I could get like everything I want, um, you know, get everybody the gifts that, you know, that, you know, they're, they're, everyone's thrilled with the gifts I got them, but and, I never got the GI Joe aircraft carrier. I, <laughs> I, you can get one for $30,000. My parents would go all out for Christmas. Really? They, they they were divorced, so they were they would always kind of uh, guilt parenting kind of stuff. Buy your I think, affection. I think there were some guilt offerings there, yeah. but yeah. Um, as but, a kid, you'll take it. Yeah, I I made out. So I always made out like a bandit. I like my dad would get me stuff that like I didn't even I didn't even want a Nintendo. I wasn't even like I didn't even think to ask for one. I just wanted like that. This there was this one transformer that turned into a name Retgar that turned into a motorcycle. I just thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And that's all I wanted. But, uh, and I knew he got it for me. 
and I knew which president was. I was going to open that on Christmas Eve, but he wouldn't let me. And I was mad at him. He's like, no, open this one. And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that one. So he made me open that one. It was, it was a Nintendo. And uh, like he, he was always doing stuff like that. But my stepdad, uh, the first Christmas, I think it was the first Christmas him and my mom were together. I had just watched... Um, Oh shoot! I don't even remember what the movie was. It was a hacker movie because this is you know, eighty eight, eighty seven, eighty nine, maybe eighty mid eighties, and uh, I was like, I want a Commodore sixty four, want a computer, right? And he's like, What do you do with the computer? And I'm like, I, I I can hack into banks and steal money and stuff. And he was like. And he bought me a car. <laughs> like I still joke to this day. I don't know if that's why he bought it or he just, you know, wanted to buy me something that I wanted. I can make an um, ideal woman out of uh, with a computer. No, I, I want. I was trying to hack into stuff. I and can, then oddly, for those can, that don't know, I'm an IT security executive now. So I can like, play thermonuclear war with Russia. With yeah, want to play a game? Yeah, yeah. But uh, like, so I, mean, I, I definitely, my parents always went out of their way. Christmas also, um, but you know. It, was but, that the right thing but to I, do? But I could get like everything I wanted and then some and everything could go great. And then uh, around like two, three, four o'clock in the afternoon, it was just, I, I'm surrounded with all this, all this great new stuff. And I'm just kind of like sad. It was just this like, all right. It's because what? it's because your kid brain knew it was 364 days until you got to go through that again. I think uh, that's. We we have this weird we're wired it. to want no, stuff, it, right? It, it was it wasn't even that. It was just that it, it was like it was just it was so unsatisfying. There was all, all this buildup, and then you get everything That's you want. What and I just said, just yeah. yeah. But you're you're saying like because I'm look I'm looking forward to doing it again. You weren't you weren't consciously doing it. It's because the event. It's just like. <clears throat> You know, guys talk about when they're dating that, you know, the hunt is more is more exciting than the kill. Right. It's the it's the, it's the the getting to the point, the buildup is what it's all about. We're not wired to 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 live in the moment. We're wired to live for the next moment. It was it was more about realizing the hunt wasn't even worth it. Like it just wasn't. Okay. Um, I, I think we're I think we're splitting hairs on the same topic. Yeah, I think, I think we're is. saying the opposite thing though. No. Because next Christmas, you were just as excited leading up to Christmas because um, the day was coming up. That's what I'm trying to say. And then it happened and you're like, my world's, my, my life isn't, you know, isn't exponentially better than it was yesterday. Nothing really changed. Sure. And and you're probably going to a little more of a metaphysical, you know, I'm just an empty shell and I'm not fully satisfied. And I'm I'm looking at it more on a on a psychological level of we're just wired to want you know, um, but I think we're, I think we're actually saying pretty close to the same thing. Let us know in the comments if you think we're talking past each other. You know, uh, when I was, when I was in England, you know, I worked, I worked shift. So sometimes you, on Christmas, I'd, I'd have to be on shift. And uh, my counterpart, we were watch officers, uh, was, was a British dude. So a GCHQ guy. And uh, he, he asked me if I wanted Christmas off. I'm like, hey, you know, I'm not trying to, you know, take Christmas and then you not have Christmas off. Right. He said, no, 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 me. I want to have Boxing Day off mm. because in my house it's more important. Right. So if 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 you if you work Boxing Day for me, I will work Christmas for you. And that's uh, that's it was kind of a neat thing, even learning yeah. what Boxing Day was and right. how you know in England they took that seriously and Canada it also. Pretty, it was it was pretty cool. 
Yeah, can't Canadians, yeah, all those all I those guess. damn queen queen countries. Right. Hey, by the way, you guys know what I just learned the other day? No. You guys might know. I'll ask the question. Do you know when Canada became a sovereign nation? Um, the hint is it wasn't that long ago. I, I feel like I'm 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 one of those dumb college kids getting interviewed about uh basic world history facts and uh th- this wasn't basic to me. And I feel like I should have known this, but I didn't. Um, let you off the hook. 1982. Was, you said 1882. 1982. Oh, yeah. My brother. I'm sorry. 83. Yeah, 1983. I was about to say it was it was in our lifetimes, but it my was... brother John has been alive longer than Canada has been a real country. But is it a real country now? So, I mean, so shut up, Canada. <laughs> Except to our listeners in Canada, right, we're sorry. I've, I've we're we're sorry. Sorry. Eh? <laughs> we, do, we do have a few Canadian yeah. downloads anyway. I don't know if they actually yeah. listen. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, 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 sorry about that. So sorry. We're, we're just, we're just, uh, you know. I blame Canada. Having a pisser. What do you blame Canada for? I don't know. The South Park told me to. Their floppy heads and their oh, beady eyes. Right. <laughs> your beady little eyes and your floppy heads. <laughs> yeah, they should go on strike. <laughs> but yeah, I didn't know. I mean, I, I thought I just assumed they'd you know had been a long time, and it's not. I mean, I guess except for the to the point that my my, my younger brother is old, like yeah. you know, like <laughs> it hasn't been that long. I, I was I was stunned to know that Canada. But the reason, what... but Brian, the reason I came across it is I was doing some Israel research and or it was it was counter research, like you know, like falling into a rabbit hole, and whatever the uh, I'm going to say this wrong on purpose. Whatever that act was, the Far Four Act that that set up had had to do with Israel becoming a nation state Balfour declaration that that same declaration caused uh, the UK to recognize Canada as being equal to them as a colony, but they had equal, they were equal, but still part of great Britain. Right. And then it wasn't until 83 that they got their full independence. Gotcha. Farfur. Far, far for the the uh, the mouse. I the know I, mouse. that that's why I thought it was all funny for anybody that's watching <laughs> the, far, in, the far for in, declaration in, in parallel with the. Uh, <laughs> it will forever be the far for dec- declaration in my head now because that's the way my stupid brain works. <laughs> well, Halloween's evil and Christians shouldn't do it. So no, Christmas is evil. Christmas is evil, but Halloween's so, not. How. <laughs> That's actually funny, right? Because de los Muertos. <laughs> so, so we, we've come out on Christmas is the more evil holiday yes. than than uh, than as, the evil holiday as itself. Christians celebrate it. Yeah, I'm, Christmas, I'm good. Christmas I'm good with is that. a pagan holiday. I'm I, good with that I statement. Am, the, the so-called war on Christmas, where people are saying happy holidays, I'm all for it. I'm all for them doing that. Because um, if you're if you're Hot not take, actually celebrating the birth of the messiah then why you know why why call it christmas well here's here's a hotter take and and i think this is going to probably be controversial to some of our listeners Mm. using the shorthand air quotes of xmas is actually sound from a from a christianity point of view yeah and when I learned this, by the way, I was befuddled and aghast. Well, you two clowns are going to have to explain and this to me. God smacked. I'm going to let Brian because I will bungle it. But uh, uh, the the Greek letter Chi 
it's the it's it's an x um it's it's just an abbreviation for for the greek christos so calling it xmas is just this it's just a you're saying christmas it's just not spelling it out boom wow. so how you like me now right christians right yeah <laughs> I, I, I legit, I legit, I don't remember if Brian, if you told me that on a side conversation or if I came across it and then we chatted about it, but I remember the day I figured that I was like, wait, what? And it, it, if I'm not mistaken, it's tied to the, which cross is it? That's an X with the P at the top. The, the It's called a Cairo. Right. And it's, uh, it was also called the Labarum, but the Labarum is specifically the, uh, the Cairo um staff that holds the holds the banner um con yeah that that was the symbol of christianity before the cross was it was a cairo yeah. uh it, an x with a with a yeah uh, so it's not like we're kind of twisting this concept like the x was christianity at one right. point and so xmas is 100 legit if you i mean again this gets into if you're shortening it to mm -hmm. kind of to be edgy and not put the word christ in christmas then you know, no, it's, but if well, you're, it's kind of a self-owned if that's what you're doing. Though. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Right. Yeah. But it's going back to our earlier conversation that if you're doing it with intentionality, then it means one thing. So if you're doing it to be an edgy, you know, uh, atheist prick, then, you know, no, you're not off the hook, but you are in fact owning yourself because you're, you're actually furthering the story and you're and and i would recommend anybody who hears this, first of all, don't take our word for it, go look it up. But then once you realize we're right, spread the word. Don't even spread the word. Just look at them like just, they're an atheist person. Just write Xmas all the time and, and, and <laughs> make all the people at your church aggravated, and then and then you get to school them. Have fun with it. Go right. go troll your friends. You troll troll the Christians. <laughs> yeah, life needs little uh, opportunities to school people like that. It's it's fun. Yeah. Well, you just convinced me. I'm all in on holidays now. So now, one Delani Jaylene Bibbs, she will be happy that yeah. her husband is now all in. On, on holidays. Halloween. Hey, there you go. Except Especially for, Halloween. For except for Christmas. Yeah, for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. But for different reasons, not because you were Jehovah's <laughs> Witness as a kid. Right. But but then, you know, I prefer the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland, not the Christmas version, because they, they make it all gaudy and uh and they do it after the, the nightmare before Christmas becomes the gaudy with a the... U. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> It becomes it becomes too much. Same with same with small world. The small world Christmas is like Christmas explodes inside all over of you. It. It's like I mean, diarrhea it's a, of Christmas. Right as it is, and now 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 add Christmas on top of that, <laughs> and make it even brighter and and louder. Could you could you it, be any more SoCal than your holiday preferences are flavored by your experiences at Disneyland during said holidays? Yeah, because now I go there now so that my wife doesn't have to cook and clean. So we, you know, we go to, for Thanksgiving, we go to Disneyland and I eat a turkey leg and we call it a day. <laughs> yeah, so. But, but I've been to your house at Christmas. Was that just I, I because know. you had guests? It, it was. So, oh. no, we, no, we, we, we bounce back and forth. Some, look, so okay. Sometimes now, now that our kids are adults, they go other places. Depends and, on if they're going to be around yeah, or not. They, so if it's going to be just a they smaller. They prefer to be somewhere else. Yeah. And like, yeah. It crushes my soul, so I may as well yeah, just no, go I to the happiest it. place on earth and spend all my money. Well, so so back to the whole, you know, wasting money and all of that. <clears throat> what we did was, and it was Carrie's idea, and I gave her tons of credit. I think it was, I wish we'd done it sooner. She was reading about how um, 
money spent on experiences is more enriching and rewarding to a person than buying material crap. And so we kind of made a deal that we wanted to start doing family trips for Christmas rather than buying gifts because having the memories of the trips and the experiences, you know, and especially as the kids are older now, you know, it's one thing to tell your 20 something year old kid, Hey, I'm going to buy you something. But if you go, Hey, if you show up, we're going to go skiing. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like word, when do I need to be there? When's the plane leave? That kind of thing. Right. So it's almost like a way to blackmail your kids into spending time with you. But uh, so one of our first years to do that, we actually went to Southern California and hung out with Dre and his family um, oh, it was cool. during COVID. Yeah. So we, we, uh, we braved the COVID West and, uh, and, and went and hung out and we stayed on a beach cabana and, uh, and uh, uh, on, on Camp Pendleton. It was pretty cool. You know, it's wild as a, a 2020. That was when uh, we were doing the the trip thing. So Layla was just born. So we had our first granddaughter and we went to uh, the Grand Canyon for, for and that, uh, and Thanksgiving. So same year. So he, here we, we went to her dad's house who lives uh, near Zion National Park in St. George, Utah. We had food there. And then, um, you know, all my kids and all their significant others, you know, we caravaned out to... Um, to the grand canyon spent some time there went to sedona or some yeah sedona <laughs> and uh and, and did but but then it got ruined because you know my wife decided that she's gonna die she like, to so, and had to get had to get life lighted uh, out of there uh to to phoenix uh and get emergency surgery on a, a perforated ulcer and uh, uh Dang. and then and then it was super fun because as she's recovering then i wanted to go ahead and have a stroke so so aubrey's joke is hey are you guys done now like you're can you just be healthy and and not die? That'd be great. Yeah, so, that was that was the year after we came out to visit. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It was wild, wild stuff. Yeah, but yeah, we she she's alive now though. She made it. Uh, quick story: <laughs> she got life lighted, so she was on tons of morphine. So she's getting kind of high as uh as the life light personnel come in, and it was Thanksgiving, or just right after Thanksgiving, and uh. And they're like, okay, hey, Delani, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna get you on the helicopter, and we're gonna, you know, get you to Phoenix for the hospital. So, is there, is there any concerns? Are you afraid of anything? And she's like, I'm afraid of aliens. Okay, we're not gonna, we're not gonna get the aliens. That's that's good. And helicopters. So, okay, <laughs> you're afraid of helicopters. You should close your eyes. <laughs> and she says, well, well, Kobe died on a helicopter. <laughs> And I'm like, okay. She makes a good point. Yeah. So, so I don't want to get a hel- I don't want to get a helicopter, and I don't want to encounter any aliens on this uh, little trip. We can we can deal with half of that. In the in the ladies like, well, um, we haven't done Thanksgiving yet because we've been on shift, and we're all going to see our kids. So I, we we're not crashing the helicopter this time. We might crash it next time. That's okay. hilarious though. She's like, afraid of aliens. Yeah. Noted. <laughs> They're like very well afraid of aliens. Yeah. So. I kind of want Delani to do real drugs because I'm curious on some the of the nonsense yeah. she might say. So she's she's hilarious. Yeah. She uh she she fills my time with 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 joy. Absolutely. So yeah, that's it, crazy. But uh, you know, Christmas is is different when you're when you're old and your kids are old. Yeah, and, it changes and, for and, sure. Uh, and grandkids now is it's it's kind of what everything's all about. They just sit there and just watch and. And you kind of take things in in a, in a, in a different uh, perspective than before, and and a lot of different things that might have been lost on you is not lost on you. And I, uh, I'm a I'm appreciative now of holidays and my time that I get to spend with with people that I really care about that, that perhaps yeah. before I didn't understand. 
Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely different. Um, we're in an in-between stage, right? So no grandkids, but adult kids. Yeah. So it's like, we're in this weird lull where it's just kind of like, it's a day, you know, right, and yeah. Carrie still tries to go overboard and do the, you know, she wants to do the, you know, night before she wants us all in matching pajamas so we can take a picture by the fireplace. And she's still trying to cling to all that stuff. And I get it. I'm not, I'm not begrudging her for any of it, but it just doesn't feel the same. It's more like what Brian mentioned about that, that weird emptiness afterwards. Like it's a lot more for us because it used to be when you have kids, you get to sit and watch them and then you watch them play with their stuff. And you're like, yeah, you kind of, you know, doing the fist bump to each other. And, you know, and we don't even have that now. It's like, just you like, nailed that one. Nice gift. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it yeah. Landed. Now it's just like, so, you know, it's uh, so we do the matching pajamas thing in, in the, the gift exchange on Christmas Eve. And uh, when our kids got older, where it's like, we're just stop doing that. And it was our oldest child, Aubrey. Where's uh, my pajamas? Um, it's like, we, we get in pajamas? Like, what, what's yeah. going on? We're like, we didn't know you'd still be into that. And all our kids are like, are you crazy? That's that's our thing. That's <laughs> that's, that's cool. what that's we cool. do. And uh, yeah. if we don't stick with that same tradition, then what are we even doing here? Dad. Right. <laughs> so, cool. Yeah. So it, it's a that's a fun thing. Hmm. But we're what, really what we're doing is we're reinforcing that our Christmas has nothing to do with birth of the christ child <laughs> it's all about, We're reinforcing it's it. all about gifts and stuff right like it's, see, a, it's like it's a day it's off and point. i get to you yeah. know spend time with but then i i think that that if there is a time to reflect on christ that's the that's the time to do it it is i, I i've actually i'm on record as saying that because of all the things we've talked about tonight um my favorite holiday is thanksgiving um mine too and it's because one i think being thankful is something that we should be more focusful and thoughtful about intentional about being gratitude has been my word of the year. Man, yeah. So. And two, it's not a Christian holiday that was then bastardized and, and commercialized. It was just now granted it was Christians ostensibly, you know, that came over and, and caused yeah. it to happen, but it wasn't focused around a specific church event. Right. It was just right. a, Hey, we need to just sit back and just like, thank God we didn't die. <laughs> right. Like it's really what Thanksgiving was like, dude, we could have died. A lot of people did die. Um, uh, so I've always really leaned into Thanksgiving, but I also lean into it because it works better on the calendar. You're always guaranteed to have tomorrow off on Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Christmas falls on like a Wednesday. Sometimes it sucks. Well, I've been working for the government for so long. Well, yeah, so don't you don't have guaranteed days, whatever, right? But, but I mean, you know, New I Year's, do get those guaranteed days, though. So New Year's, you're never guaranteed the day after New Year's. You know what I mean? And and the day after Christmas, even the Fourth of July, which also a, a secular holiday that I'm huge on. That's our big annual event here in the Morehouse. You don't get the day after after off. You know what I mean? But Thanksgiving, you always get Friday off, and and I think that's part of why I dig it also. Is it weird that our our two favorite holidays are centered around Americana? Right, Thanksgiving and Fourth I'm of all July. about Thanksgiving and Fourth of July. Those, yeah. That's yeah. I, I like all Thanksgiving. Merk. Yeah. You gonna come to my place for Thanksgiving, Brian? Uh, I got plans already. Thank you, though. Do you? Every time, man. I'm never good enough for you. Well, I Why? mean, my mom I try be, and try and try. My mom would be disappointed if I. I understand. My my daughter's flying to Samoa on on Thanksgiving. Oh, to be with her in laws. Yeah, so we're we're driving up to LAX, which is a wonderful drive. It's my favorite <laughs> driving to LA, uh, and then we're staying the night in Hollywood. And I bought tickets for my wife uh, to go see Matt Rife on on Friday. Okay, so 
So we is so we're gonna a make, a, make a little yes. It's comedian, yes. Okay. He's, so we got we got a Matt Rife date for Thanksgiving. There you go. Cool. Fun stuff. Yeah. I don't think we'll be, be we won't be sitting close enough for uh to, to, to interact to get the crowd work right. Yeah. So maybe if I can get her to yell real loud, he'd be like, right? He'd be like, what? Did you say cougar? <laughs> What's <you> say? <laughs> I, I can't imagine the number of cougars that will be in that audience in Los Angeles. That dude is on a safari every night. So, right. so, so that, crikey. That's, that's that's for sure. <laughs> so I I I think with that, I'll ask one more time to gently tap the subscribe button. Now, don't be gentle about it. Listen, if you're not hitting this, if you're not hitting the subscribe button, why what are you doing here? <laughs> what are you doing here? Why why why, why, why do we do this? Yeah. Say it with your chest, Ray. Hey, smash that subscribe <laughs> button. You know what I'm saying? Smash it. Beat it. And with that, I will say, please, yeah, stay enlightened and uh, stay curious. And we'll catch you next week. <laughs> <laughs>